Super Talk Mississippi media production. All right, guys, it's the TNL postgame show. It's Egg Bowl edition, and it's not going to be a pleasant one. Mississippi State falls to Ole Miss 31-21. I'm just now seeing these stats from being out in the uh, in the stadium tonight. And it's, it's, as I suspected, State did outgain Ole Miss. Um, obviously, penalties were huge for both teams. Uh, 11 penalties for the Rebels, 8 for State. I felt like States were very timely, and, and timely in the wrong kind of way. Uh, they just Every time that they, they had some first downs come back, and then the drop passes, we could do a whole show about that. State hasn't dropped passes all season long, and they dropped three sure touchdown passes uh, there at the end of the uh, the first, uh, the second quarter. I mean, State was in position to go take – I mean, they were in the red zone the first four drives of the game and only got six points out of it. Obviously, field goals sort of reared their ugly head again. You know, you think about that final drive for State where they're just, you know, they're going to score, but it doesn't mean anything. But if that's a uh, if that's a, a you know state makes their field goals that that, that drive is to tie the game. So, uh, congrats to Matt Corral. He will win the twenty twenty one Heisman or Heisman uh, Connerly Trophy Award. Um, Rebels, you know, state did a good job. They limited the Ole Miss running game, one hundred fifty nine yards on forty five carries. That's about what we talked about all week. Uh, Corral only threw for two hundred twenty nine yards, but the biggest difference in the game for me, was what we talked about all week on Sports Talk Mississippi and on Thunder and Lightning was State was unable to protect uh, Will Rogers. Uh, they just they couldn't they could not stop that rush from the right side. Uh, we'll talk a lot about that on, on the uh, on the next Thunder and Lightning, which Robbie will be here, I imagine, in the next 40 to 50 minutes. And we'll uh, have that show up for you guys in the morning. So uh, just a tough, tough day for Mississippi State. Now Mike Leach is 0-2 in Egg Bowls. He goes to Oxford next year. I've said it before, and I, I don't, I'm not saying that state's going. You know, if state goes has a winning season next year, they're going to let Mike Leach go. But 0-3 in Egg Bowls is something that's just not going to fly at Mississippi State. It's just not. It's different than the Pac-12, where you can just lose to your rival, and and it's not that big a deal here at Mississippi State. And that's true at Ole Miss, and it's true at uh, Auburn, it's true at Alabama, it's true, it's true at Georgia and Florida, and that's just the way that it is. So, all right. We'll jump into you guys talking. Uh, we've got Tyler Heydrich up. I'm sorry, we'll, we'll go ahead and let Rob talk because, uh, yeah, we had him go. Rob, if you want to unmute, you're good to go. Did you, did you say we outgained them? Because if I've learned anything from Florida football this year, that can count as a win. That's a win. Yeah. A win. yeah. Um, I don't really want to talk about that game because it sucked. So I just uh, I want to uh, draw attention to uh, the stadium DJ, first of all for uh, playing It's Been Such a Long Time by Boston during the final Ole Miss timeout. I thought that was masterful work. <laughs> um, I didn't catch that, but that is good. Well, Rob, I think you're cutting out on me here, man. That's that, that is good. And then uh, I, I think the uh, Ole Miss training staff should... Well, Rob... <sighs> All right. Come back to me. Rob, you're just cutting out, but I think I know where you were going with that. So, uh, thanks, man. I appreciate you, you uh, calling in. There's going to be a rule next year. I can already, you know, there's the Houston nut rule. There's going to be the DJ Durkin rule. There's going to be a rule change that if you are, if you come out with any um, due to injury, they're going to keep you out for a minimum number of plays or perhaps until they change a possession because it's just too much, man. It, it, it's just too much. I mean, it, it's just too obvious at this point. So they, they're going to have to do something uh, there for that, for sure. All right, let's see who is uh, up next in the queue. Uh, Tyler Heydrich wants to talk. Tyler, you're up, man. 
Hey, Brian. Uh, hey, oh, man. The first thing I want to say is, you know, these SEC officials, they're a dime a dozen, but that doesn't have anything to do with the outcome of this game. Right. Um, we played like crap. And to keep the expletive short, mm-hmm. uh, the, the coaches really, really let this one down. I mean, I felt like we were severely underprepared. This might be outside of maybe the Alabama game. Zach Arnett's worst performance in my mind because we could not cover anybody on a third down play. And it was unbelievable how wide open some of these guys were, regardless of the non-calls on holding. And uh, to, to say that I'm disappointed is an understatement. We severely underperformed. What, I, what I'll say to you, and thanks for the, the call, Tyler. I appreciate it. Is, uh, you know, first off, you know, we're talking about Arnett. Obviously, yeah, the, the third downs w- was big. 11 of 18 were the Rebels tonight. That's, that's, that's too much. You can't give up that many. But what I would say is, State gave up, this is the number one offense in the SEC. State only gave up 388 yards and, and 31 points. What? And two of those came on short fields when they, they, they did onside kicks. It's, it's tough to put the blame on the defense when you only scored six points in the first three and a half quarters of the game. I, that's what I would say to that. So I, I get the, the frustration with the defense. Got to remember, this is, this is one of the best offenses in the country. Matt Corral is going to be a first-round pick. Ely and Connor and Parrish are good players. Dontario Drummond and Mingo and Sanders are pretty good players. I thought State defensively did enough to win. I had them. I had Ole Miss scoring 28 in my projection, so we're only talking about three more points. It's, if you're going to put blame, for, for me anyway, I put it on the offense uh, tonight. All right, Scott Ming is up, then Josh Watson, and then my cousin Stephen Agostinelli. Hey, Brian, what's going on, man? What's up, Scott? Uh, I got two questions for you. Sure. Uh, first one is – when can we get the SEC to actually do something about these fake penalties or these fake injuries? Uh, like I said, it's going to be something I would imagine uh, this offseason that it will be addressed because everybody is going to point it out. Every other team in the West is going to say something. Uh, Alabama is going to say something. Arkansas, it, there's going to be too much pressure. And like I said, I don't know how that how that that's going to work. I don't know how you know if you say it's you know is it a minimum of three? I think about it like this: from like just from a player safety standpoint, you can't analyze an injury in in the time it takes to run one play. If a player has to come off the field, there's no way a doctor can look at him or a trainer can look at them and go in 30 seconds, yeah, he's good, get him back in. There's got to be a a a, a time limit on that. There's got to be something. So. And, and look, sour grapes, if you're an Ole Miss fan and you're listening, it's not even that. You guys even know that this is not right. It's not. This is not how it's supposed to be done. And something's got to be done to fix it. And it will be. I, I have no doubt there will be a rule to fix it. What's your other question, now, Scott? Oh, it was more of do you think the, the weather uh, – pushing back more with the rain had more of an effect than what we thought it would? I mean, it's possible, but I mean, both teams were playing in the rain, and Ole Miss threw the ball, too. Um, 
I, I don't I don't want to put too much of it on the weather. I mean, when the ball hits you in the hands, especially the, the, the Tula Griffin one, I can I can't I, where where I was sitting in the stands is right in that corner. I, I still can see that. And like I don't know how he dropped it. it. Hit him right in the hands. He brought it into his chest and then couldn't hold on to it. It was really. So I, I don't think the rain, the rain played a huge factor. Now, and that, and that was a a third question kind of thing of yeah, were the receivers used to catching the ball kind of wet, so you know stuff like that because there was a lot of drop passes tonight. Yeah, I, I I don't know if that's the case or not. I haven't seen uh, Rogers or anybody say anything about it in post game. I'm sure they wouldn't make any excuses. But I mean, when the ball hits you in the hands, wet or not, you got to catch it. You got to catch it. So. We'll, right. well, I appreciate it, Ron. Thank you. Thanks, Scott. Hey, Ron. All right, who we got next? We got something in the uh, chat, Alex. Well, Luke Ron, Ron Walt says, "What was this a bump in the road, or is State reverting to its old ways of inconsistent offense and conceding big plays of defense?" He also says he wants to know how insufferable Richard Cross will be on uh, Monday. Uh, he won't be any more insufferable than he is every other day of the week. Uh, well, I don't think State. I mean, the big plays have been happening. I mean, Auburn had big plays a couple weeks ago. Arkansas had big plays. The state's defense with Zach Arnett is going to concede some big plays. What they need to do is improve their talent a little bit, uh, You know, especially on the defensive line. This is the first year in some time where you didn't have, like, a real go-to guy on the defensive line. I think getting Jordan Davis back next year will help that. And then some of these freshmen are going to have to – a guy like if they sign Trevion Williams, he's probably going to have to play. As a freshman, Pickering needs to take a step forward. We've been waiting on him for a few years now, and then we'll see what happens with Crumity. But there's not a Jeff Simmons or a Montez Sweat that's helping you get pressure. And State so many times this year has blitzed and not been able to get get home with those blitzes, and that's what's cost them. But that's again, you know, defensively, I feel like State did enough tonight to win the game. I, I put this completely on the offense. All right, who's up uh, next? It's going to be Josh Watson. Oh man! All right. First of all, yes. You're a uh, hotty toddy. Uh, Please don't say that word. Thank you, uh, man. It's just like the RT when I say you know the RT from Alabama. It kind of makes me throw up in my mouth a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I had to endure that from my dad tonight because my dad's an Ole Miss fan. So I just sharing my misery a little bit. Um, let me let me first congratulate Ole Miss to uh, joining the 10-win club and being the <laughs> second team in the state of Mississippi to do so. Uh, so congratulations to them for that. Well, third, I think. I'm pretty sure Southern's won 10 games in a year. Hey, there we go. So they're getting in there. Yeah. Um, second of all, uh, man, I take solace in, uh, in, in two things uh, from this game. One, Scott Lashley will probably not be here next year to absolutely no. – right side of the offensive line and we may actually have a kicker next year either from tryouts or from walk-ons or god something uh you know those two things kind of give me a little bit of solace but from the actual game tonight i think specifically the drive at the end of the first half if you get points there on those three drop passes Mm -hmm. it's a different game Oh yeah, yeah. You go into the half up thirteen ten, and then you get the ball. Yeah, it's total. I, I I agree. I feel like you would have momentum at that point, but you know, woulda, coulda, shoulda on that one for sure. Um, I just I couldn't believe three in a row like that. I mean, that's something out of a out of a movie. You you don't you don't see that uh 
You don't see that very often. Oh, well. All right. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate it. Uh, let's go to my cousin, Stephen Agostinelli. Daniel Black, you'll be up next. Stephen, you there? I'm here. What's up? What's up, Ed? What do you think from a momentum standpoint for the program, what that loss does? I just kind of felt like, you know, we got the big recruit today, that wide receiver out of Louisiana. Yeah. I just – that I – th- I thought if we would have won this game, that's just such a huge step forward for where I think Leach could have gone, and this is just demoralizing from that fact for the program. Well, I, mean, I, I, I know I'm in the moment right now. Yeah. Right now it's just like it, it kills me that I think I that – you know, we got signing day in, in a couple weeks. If the guys that they think are going to come in, come in, it's going to be a good class. Then you'll have a bowl game. If you win the bowl game and finish eight and five, some of the sting yeah. goes away. And then, you know, we go into the spring and, you know, spring, hope spring's eternal. Plus we'll have baseball to, to make us all happy. Um, and I, you know, next year, when you look at what you bring back, I think you're going to be okay. I think you're going to so be okay. Is the bowl game to you the biggest game now? Obviously, I mean, if you yeah, lose that game, seven and six, yeah. eight and five is such a big such difference. A huge difference between eight and five and seven and six. Yeah, state state needs to win the bowl game. If you would go eight and five, you're going to feel fine about who you are and where you are going forward. I think. And, and what the, you know, Stephen, I think you agree with this. What happened this year for Ole Miss was what ha- should have happened to state in 2018. We are still feeling the after effects of that game of that season, the 2018 season. If State had done what it was supposed to do in 2018, because we, you and I talk about this a lot, right? The cycle that yeah. in five years you should have three years where you're, you know, good. You're seven to eight wins. You have one year maybe where you step back. You six could be five if things go against you, but you have that one year where you get ten wins and you feel good about yourself. State missed that missed that game and missed that year in the cycle. Looking ahead, that year for Mississippi State now is 2023. It I'm is. not. I'm not sure who the East team is, but but it's not Georgia because that's next year. So that's a year in, in 2023 with Will Rogers and a lot of guys coming back. You expect to be able to win nine. But isn't, Go ahead. But it, it, the even years are the years where we get A and M, Auburn. They are. They are on. They yeah. They are. They will at be home. So like, you know, always the, the the losable games that you're probably going to lose anyway. But why you say that? At the same time, this year State won at Auburn. They won yeah. at A and M, and they probably should have won at Arkansas. So I mean, I, I'm I'm going to be okay with that. I will. I'll, I'll go ahead. Well, and what say Ole Miss it. did this year was they capitalized. They <laughs> got their 10 win season, and so it stings for us because it should have happened to State in 2018. They uh. I mean, it almost killed us. I mean, there's no other way around it. That yeah. second half was brutal. I mean, yeah, it was, it was I like tough. It. and the thing that frustrates me is people, and you've said this on this on this call, mm-hmm. is people saying that the defense kind of lost us the game. If you'd have yeah, told me at the end of the third quarter, Ole Miss would have had 17 points. Sign yeah, up. and I feel like okay, your state probably is probably winning the game by two touchdowns. At that yeah, 100. So, percent right. right, thanks, guys. It is what it is. See you, bud. Yep. Bye, bud. All right, who we got next here with us? Daniel Black and then Patrick McDill will join us. Daniel, are you there? Yeah. Yeah, Brian, can you hear me? I can. All right, sweet. Um, So this is sort of piggybacking off of the last point. Um, But I feel like, you know, you mentioned talking about how we go to Oxford next year, and it isn't pretty much a do-or, I mean, not a do-or-die game, but it is massive for just the perception of Leach in terms of just coaching in this rivalry game and rivalry games in general. 
But I, I think that next year we should be a lot better. And also I would imagine Ole Miss is going to regress a little bit, if not a lot of it, because, I, I mean, I, I, don't, I haven't seen their roster up and down, but I imagine that they're going to lose a lot of guys, um, including Corral. Uh, so I'd imagine that they're going to be like a seven-win team or so. Right. Um, but, you know, with us, we have so many returning guys that we could be an eight-win team. I mean, with George on the schedule, it's not it doesn't do us any favors, but we could be an eight-win team, maybe a nine-win team. And also, this year, if you think, I mean, even Leach's first two years at State, it seems like he's a much better road coach than he is a home coach in terms of big games. I mean, if you think of his biggest wins, you have LSU last year, you have Texas A&M this year, you have Auburn this year, whereas really the only big win at home Leach has had so far maybe is this year's Kentucky game. So, you know, I feel a bit more, and obviously Oxford's never fun to play and it's hard to win there, but I feel just a little bit more optimistic in our chances there next year than I would say some, some other people are, but maybe that's just me. Well, obviously, with Ole Miss looking ahead to next year, it's, it's all about – and th- thanks for, for the, the, the call there, Daniel. Uh, it's all about who they get in the transfer portal. They, they're not going to go into next season with Luke Altmeyer and Kincaid Dent. You know, is Spencer Rattler an option for them? And then, obviously, you know, it depends on is, – is, uh, is, uh, is Lane Kiffin going to be there? I think right now it feels like he might, but – it just depends, right? It depends. I mean, Florida comes after him. That seems like a job he would take. LSU is the same. Miami, I could go either way on that. I understand, you know, he would probably rather live in Miami than Oxford. And that's not – I'm not trying to slight Oxford there. Lane Kiffin is just the kind of guy who would like to live in a big city like that. Um, so, we'll just have to see. Ole Miss, though, because just what we were just talking about, the cycle. This was their this was their big year. Next year, they should regress back to seven, eight wins. Or they, you know, it depends on if, it, if they don't – hit on a quarterback in the transfer portal, they could be, you know, could be the, the bad year for them. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. Uh, Patrick McDill, you're up, and then Caleb Rhodes. Hey, Brian. What's going on, I, Patrick? Oh, not much, man. Just drowning uh, my sorrows. <laughs> I got you. You know, I, I think, look, it's like we kind of got beat by a better team, and it's a, it's a bitter pill to swallow, and I'm not trying to sugarcoat it, but the fact of the matter is that they simply outplayed us, mm-hmm. and they simply have more talent. Now, having said that, as you were saying earlier, it was kind of their year. And I still think overall, depending kind of let me let me put a depending on the outcome of the bowl game. Overall, I think the program is still headed in the right direction. And if we end up being eight and five, I think we'll be uh, in great shape going into next year. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Um, you know, with, with, with the Ole Miss, this was just – you're right about the – and thanks for, for calling in, Patrick. They, they, they're, you're completely right about being the better team. Guys, if we take the names away from it and we take our emotions out of it, this is the number eight team on the road against an unranked team. I mean, the fact that State was favored, it, it was it's a little surprising. I thought Ole Miss would be favored. And, you know, they stayed – the money came in on State the whole week, which means the Sharps were betting it. The public was betting Ole Miss. And the public was right on this one. So this is one where, where Vegas takes a hit. And it just is what it is on that, you know. I mean, 
he's right. Patrick was right. Ole Miss was the better football team tonight. They're the be- they're, they maybe they're probably the better football team this year. They 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 figured out a way offensively to be really really good, and defensively they have they have what they do. You know, they get pressure on the quarterback, and when they do that, they're they're, they're effective. So yeah, there's nothing wrong with that for sure. Let's see here. Robbie Fox says he has to bring his cousin with him to the uh, to the to the studio. We'll see how that goes. He said he's leaving now, guys. So we'll go a couple more uh, calls here and see if we can do Caleb Rhodes and then Scott Ming wants to go one more time, and then we'll just have to wrap it up because Robbie should be here by then. Caleb, you're on. Hey Brian, can you hear me? I can. Hey, so how many egg bowls do you think Mike Leach can lose before uh, his job is on the line? And then yeah. my second question is, um, with Ole Miss being 10-2 and two this year and Lane Kiffin's quote-unquote stock being pretty high, do you think this would be the year for him to leave? Because, I mean, I think Ole Miss is going to regress, you know, to, like y'all said, six, seven wins. Um, but I was just wondering what you um, The To answer your first question, it sort of – I mean, it just depends, I guess. Like next year, if State is – Eight and four, and loses to Ole Miss. They're not going to make. They're not going to make a move there. But if, uh, and thanks for calling, uh, Caleb. Uh, but if State is five and seven and loses to Ole Miss, which I don't think is going to happen, I'll say that now. But if they do, then you would probably talk about okay, we, we you know, how much further down the road are we going to go? But I would definitely say at four, if you were to lose four Egg Bowls in a row, which you know. When's the last time State lost four Egg Bowls in a row? The the eighties? I could be wrong about that. They lost what oh two oh three oh four, but then they won in oh five. So yeah, it's been a long time. So four would seem like the the you know quote unquote magic up number there. And as far as like Kiffin goes, Florida and LSU are high profile jobs. I don't know if those they're going to offer him the job, but if they do, he should take them. Because there's no guarantee that next year a job that good is going to open up, unless Sarkeesian completely falls apart at Texas again, unless Lincoln Riley decides to leave for leave Oklahoma, something like that. I don't know. I don't know. Those are those are great. Those are great jobs. But that said, you got to be offered the job first. I mean, do we really think Scott Strickland's going to offer Lane Kiffin a job? I mean, talk about that's just not a personalities that work together. And then with LSU, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. So. All right. What last one? Scott Ming is going to go, and then we got to go because, like I said, Rob, Robbie will be here shortly, and we'll just start working on Thunder and Lightning. Scott, are you, are you there? I'm here, man. Go ahead, uh, man. First thing is tell Robbie, once the count is strong. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, second thing is if Lane does leave or he does stay uh, and Matt Corral leaving, what do you see Ole Miss with their standings next year? I got to know who that quarterback is, you know, I got to know. I mean, if they get Spencer Rattler, they could be pretty good. Uh, But if they don't, if they, you know, if they, if they can't get a top tier guy, the thing is though, they should be able to get a good quarterback because people are, if Kiffin's there, people are going to want to play in that offense. So that's pretty, uh, pretty obvious. Alex, are there any questions in the chat before we go? Got one last question from Houston Smith. He says, "Do you have any concerns about the future of the offensive line play? There's not another Charles Cross coming through that door in all likelihood." Uh, that's a good point, uh, Houston. Um, but that said, in the portal, there, there should be a serviceable, excuse me, serviceable left tackle there. 
you know, at right tackle, I, I, I don't see how you can – I don't think it can be a whole lot worse than it was this year. Lashley just – he just did not get the job done. Um, but at left tackle, you know, this is college football, guys. I mean, players leave. There's just no way – there's just no getting around that. So, you know, you have to feel – you have to go out into the portal and, and find a guy. You know, that, that's going to be the top priority for this, uh, this offseason is, is to find a plug-and-play left tackle – I, you know, I know the Lewis kid from MJ or MGCC uh, looks like he's headed to Mississippi State. But, you know, you think about guys like Martinez Rankin, who, you know, ended up being an NFL guy and a first team all SEC guy, but he wasn't ready to go his first year. So I don't know if Percy Lewis can be that guy as well. So I would definitely think that the portal is going to be the top, top concern there. All right, guys. Uh, that's going to be that. We'll uh, we'll bring post game back when SEC basketball play starts, and we'll do one after the bowl game. Uh, obviously, well, obviously, obviously as well. I'll start. I'm gonna start writing up some things that are true, so we can uh, we can have a podcast and get going. Alex, thanks for uh, for joining me tonight and helping me out here in the chat. No problem. All right, talk to you guys uh, later. If you have, I hope you had a except for the game, happy Thanksgiving, and I'll be back with you. Uh, obviously, Sports Talk Mississippi uh, tomorrow, three o'clock p.m. See you guys then. Mississippi Media Production.